welcome into a March edition of Death Piles and Taxes. It means we're heavy taxes on episode number 63. Time marches on, my friend. That's my old Tracy Lawrence song right there. I've seen him more times in concert than anyone else. Than anyone else you've seen in concert, or than anyone else has seen Tracy Lawrence in concert. Now you're losing me. I don't know if we're hither nor thither. Have you been reading tax code law today? Because that's kind of how it is. You can take. That's how I feel. I feel like I might have been reading some uh, tax law. I'm I'm coming in, but I'm I'm here to produce, Adam. I'm here to produce. Well, we're running a little behind. We got delayed with my last uh, client, but you know what? It was a good time. You never told me you did Arn Anderson's taxes, Adam. The the enforcer himself. So apparently I didn't know what, uh, you know, Arn Anderson was. Apparently I didn't know who he was. Yeah, Oli's brother. But apparently I do his taxes, his, or his, his dop, doppelganger. Doppelganger for sure. I said, doppelganger. met the fellow, and uh, all I said when I said, Adam said, you know, come on in, let's get it going. I said, you know who Arn Anderson, Google that right now. And uh, sure as I sit here today, could have been a twin brother, Adam. Well, now that I looked him up, so... Yeah, they're some of my favorite clients. You know what? They're they're Canadians. Okay. They're half Canuckers. We got some Canadian uh, listeners I, up I there. Right? They're, they're from Ontario. I said, tell your friends, tell your families. So we got talking about uh, death piles and taxes, kind of what the podcast was about. And Man, I opened that Pandora's box on that one. You should have just pushed record, man. The podcast would have been done. I didn't have to show up. And, and bada bing, bada boom. Uh, good stories were shared, I'm sure. They were great uh, advice. They talked about death. When, when your parents die, what happens with all the stuff? The stuff, that's when it gets real. And, uh, yeah, that's, unfortunately, that's why we're called death piles, right? People die, things are left, people want certain things, certain things are just discarded. Um, perceived value, real value, emotional, uh, sentimental value is an uh, interesting thing. So... I mean, we all we we've all seen it. Like he says, that's just what's going to happen. It's it's a fact of life. That's the whole premise behind the uh, podcast. But so apparently, there were some things that were supposed to be given when uh, when when this woman passed away, and they weren't given. Ooh. What I mean is, um, apparently, when when she, his mother died, okay. She had some jewelry that she was going to leave to her daughter-in-law, okay, my, my client, her daughter-in-law. And apparently they knew all the jewelry because she had given her a piece earlier. The daughter-in-law had given her, her mother-in-law the piece that she says, hey, listen, I love the piece. It completes my uh, collection, and I'll give it back when I pass. And apparently, you know, the father-in-law gives them the Ziploc bag full of stuff, and uh, they got it after the mother-in-law had passed and says, uh, this ain't the real stuff. We're, we're missing some things right here, huh? Apparently some things were taken out, and these pieces of jewelry that were worth some dollar-dollar bills, y'all, apparently those were the ones that just happened to be not put in the Ziploc bag. Wow. Well, it happens, right? So when they called him out on it, he all of a sudden somehow found that piece of jewelry. Oh, hold on. Let me go look. It might have fallen out of the bag. Um, what's this here on the floor? Yes, and apparently that's what happened. And uh, listen, there were some other things, but I think I really over. When you ask people, you never know what you're gonna get. Sometimes there's a, a bandage on, no matter how long the time span's been, the wound's not necessarily healed. And sometimes Adam just tears it back to see how it's looking. Man, he might have 
you might have given old Arn a, a, a rough ride home now, talking about, like, you know, in-laws and who got what. And, yeah. Yeah. Did you tell him, you know, just sell it and don't worry about it? That's, that's Just set it and forget it. As our good friend Susan said last week, um, just sell your stuff because nobody, nobody, uh, they don't want it. You just did it again, man. Suzanne. That's what I said. You said Susan. Well, I'll we'll roll back the tape and you'll look like a putz. Okay, that's fine. That's some Yiddish. I've been looking at my Yiddish. Did you? You're a smuck. I, I have been called a smuck more than one piece of time. Anywho, it's March. <laughs> it's tax time. Uh, you, you know, we, we've got some fun, interesting things. Apparently, uh, now is the time to file your taxes. Hey, I need to get on the list. I know you need to get on the list. I'm going to have to go down to old Gary down there at H&R Block at the... Uh, Corner of State Street, 7200 South, and uh, the 7-Eleven-ish place, and uh, get the quickie tax. I, here's the thing, okay, and I know I've mentioned this in the past. Um, I'm really, you know, I, I've done this for a long time, but anytime you can get your taxes prepared, like this is a pretty serious thing. Um, it's one of those things, if you do it wrong, you will go to jail. But anytime you can get your tax returns prepared, uh, kitty litter, um, a new pair of shoes. An oil change. An oil change in the same edifice. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the kind of place I want to. And do your banking. And do your banking. Our, our boy Clark was talking about how uh, a lot of people are instead of getting the refunds or getting the uh, the gimmick, uh, here's a debit card with uh, not as much money as you want to a certain... Uh, yeah, up to $3,500. It's called a prepaid debit card. It's your money, but it costs you hundreds of dollars. Yeah, he's saying that's not the route to go, folks. So even if you're not coming to add, don't go get the store card that they give you a little bonus cash and you have to spend it in the card because uh, it'll cost you $7 a month and you'll be left with money that you can't spend on it potentially, and that doesn't go to you. And apparently, if you're getting one of those cards, you're doing it wrong because... If you're doing that, you're getting a substantial portion from the government, which means you're not making a lot of money. Um, the ideal thing is, is you don't get a lot back. You don't owe a lot because you've done it throughout the year. Um, that's how you should be doing it. You want to pay taxes because it means you're making money. And that's the goal here on Death Piles and Taxes is how to make money. Uh, we talk about it on the Internet, but, you know, we talk about it anywhere, I guess. And then uh, the tax... Uh, ramifications that come from that, and you come and sit in Adam's office, and you, you're kind of like a therapist two months out of the year. Uh, you hear everyone's stories, what's going on with their life, who's alive, who's dead, who did what to who, and uh, at the end of the day, you say, this is what you owe the government, or the government owes you, and uh, next, right? Not going to lie, cried twice yesterday. You cried twice? Yep, one after the other. Wow. Rough ones. Rough ones. Do we even want to know? One or can we even know, I guess, yeah. One son lost his mother in a tragic way, and it's still pretty fresh. And the other one, they uh, this lady decided to adopt this kid. And uh, yeah, it was a uh, man, there's some there's some good people out in the world. Can I tell you that? There are good people out in the world, and that's a good thing to remember. You know, a lot of times we get caught up in the the negative and the bad, and I can't remember what I was doing, but I made this point the other day about something that was good. And uh, I can tell you any bad thing that happened to me for the last 20 years is one of those uh, rules of thumb that um, all you got to do, and same with feedback, selling, put it back on eBay a little bit. If uh, somebody's mad at you, they'll tell a million people they can ruin your reputation in a matter of hours. 
and you can have to be good to a hundred people to make up for the one bad. So, good people in the world. I can't remember why I thought that the other day. I'll think about it here in about twenty minutes and just blurt it in the middle of whatever conversation we're having. Well, I I can get into this conversation, man. I I don't know what uh, sell hound, but man, we got some good feedback from that. Got some good feedback from Suzanne Woke. It was great. Uh, they shouted us out on their Instagram. I'm now followed by by Mrs. Woke. Oh, how about that? On the Twitter machine. So I got Gary B. and and uh, Suzanne and Cell Hound. Doesn't doesn't your buddy uh, what's Terry? What's it? I can't ever remember his real Hulk Hogan. Terry Bollea. Yeah, you're your Hulk Hogan guy. Doesn't he doesn't he follow you too? Of course. I had the same discussion. And, and you should, too, if you're out there listening at D-Roy Everett. Uh, see why they're following me. There's not a lot, but the people that do are uh, uh, they're a little upper echelon than your average uh, robot from uh, wherever. Yeah. robot. Let uh, people pay to have follow them. So, yeah, no, it was good. What, what feedback were you getting? It was my dad's favorite all-time show. Oh, gosh. So uh, I will get in. I mean, friend of the show, uh, Brian, you know, apparently he, he did something right. He, he's worn his wife down, and she's ready to start selling her stuff online. There you go. It's just a matter of persistence, right? And just keep non, non, non. The sooner or later, it's going to give. She was so upset at the stupid things he was buying, but now she's like, "Wait a second! You sold some of my pants for fifty dollars online. She's cleaning that up, man. She's ready to go." I got a whole drawer full now. What you say is. After we sell your drawer full, you get to buy new pants, and then when you're done with them, we'll, we'll, you know, it's, it's all incentive, right? I was selling the episode with Suzanne, because I, I told her, I said, hey, we've, we've got people like listening to us now. We've got people who want to be on our show, and I told her what the app was, and she's like, wow, that sounds really good. And she's like, well, what more about Well, you'll have to listen to the episode. You have to listen. You have to download the, the bad boy and uh, and play it. No, it's a, it's a great feature, and... I was even telling my wife, I'm like, I need to sign up for my subscription before uh, that goes up and grandfather me in, right? I've used my free ones. I've used it here and there, buying, like, just, you know, pack kind of things. Yeah, the fetch, uh-huh. uh, No, just, just buying the, you know, how you got a certain oh, amount yeah, free, yeah, and then you can buy, I didn't buy a subscription yet. You've got your, your patches of them or whatever. Yeah, I need to buy a subscription, so when those prices go up, because, I mean, it's under $2 a listing. Yeah. Which, I can pay a neighborhood kid $2 a listing, plus I'd have to train them how to do it to get the job done right. So I end up doing it myself for the most part until, you know, a certain amount of uh, listings were made. Yeah. Right there, you send it over to them, it gets it done. So I was ta- telling my wife, hey, I'm going to do this. Uh, the idea behind it is I'm going to clear out this death pile full of T-shirts and the clothing and shoes that we have so that I can focus more on the sports cards because she can see I'm getting getting about neck deep in some cards. <laughs> and, uh, and that's the goal right now, right? We'll throw in some wrestling stuff uh, a little later in the show. I got... I, uh, I feel feeling good from my head to my toes. Their shoes, whatever it is. How about we have friends of the program that are making paraphernalia uh, ball caps for us? I don't know what's happening. It's like they're catching the fever. I get several comments about the T-shirt out in the lobby. And you say, if you like the T-shirt, you should try the, try the download it. Let's get those reviews boosted. Let's get this going. Boosted. Uh, yeah, friend of the program, briefcase, throwing out some, some ball caps for us. You know what's good when you see a logo that says, um, I don't even remember what it said, like, teaser more to come. Oh, and I'm like, oh, maybe Adam's got this new partner. He's always talking about me replacing him. Maybe he, he beat me to the punch and he's replacing me. A uh, new kind of logo, not a traditional logo, just a Death Files and Taxes had the, the microphone. And, uh, 
lo and behold, old, uh, old briefcase has made a batch of hats that he's uh, looking to hand out to individuals. So. Which we're trying to plan the uh, the pizza party. Come watch a ball game, get some taxes done. Yeah, you guys are good on timing. It, you know, it was funny because I talked about it here at the office and, you know, I was planning the appointment and they said, hey, you don't have a party unless you come with your W-2 party. A W-2 party? Ain't no party like a W-2 party because you might get paid. That's right, you might get paid. It's been a good time here at tax time. I mean, tax season's going well. There's a lot of uh, new things, you know, some reseller things. Um, I don't want to get too nerdy into it, but hopefully if you're filing your own return or looking at it, you'll understand the QBI. I don't know what QBI is. Why don't you smart me up? The Qualified Income Business Deduction. That's what it basically stands for. You get 20% of basically what you paid in, and you get a deduction that lowers your tax liability. So, if it's a man like me, trying to figure out my QBI, how would I go about doing that? If it was a man like you, you'd do what you already do and say, Adam, what time can I come in and you do it for me? Say a man like me lived in, you know, the middle of a desert somewhere with nobody around for miles but internet service. Uh, I would have called you my neighbor in Pahrump. Let's say a man's living out in Pahrump and he wants to know what this QBI is and he, he can't uh, quite reach Adam up a county or another county. He's trying to do it at home. What are some uh, fast, smart tips for that man? Give up. You can't do it. And there you have it. Don't pay your taxes if you live in the middle of the desert. Heard it here first, folks. It can't I, be done. I, I will say this: that I right now I've got a um, we've got an intern from one of the high schools. I know you're not going to believe it, but you know saw the accounting. She she wanted to come in and I, I believe it. I mean, okay. I just remember you're a married man at the end of the day. That's all. Very smart young student who comes oh, here. Gave her an assignment to look up QBI, and she got um, a little bit into it, but it's a little deeper than what you might think it would be. Well, I'm still waiting to figure it out. I'm still waiting to hear anything about it. You're, it's it's a, a very deep and complex issue that you should probably hire an accountant if you're doing your own tax return so that you completely understand that QBI so you can pay less in taxes. Or talk to an intern that's been working for a tax accountant. And uh, it's not going to get you far. She just understood minuscule. You'll get the gist of it more than you got from this podcast thus far. <laughs> do, do you want me to get nerdy with you? I've been asking for it for five minutes. Do I want you to get nerdy? So essentially, the QBI will give you a 20% deduction in your tax liability. So let's just say that you made, uh, I don't know, $100,000 at your regular gig. You made $20,000 at your side gig after your expenses. Essentially, you're going to get a about a four thousand dollar reduction in your tax liability, so you pay less in tax. That's some hot QBI talk right there, folks. I had to pry it out of him, but the man knows what he's talking about. AdamUpAccounting.com. Uh, schedule him, even if you're in the Prumpy Desert, he'll let you fax over your documentations and take care of you. Fax over your documentation. <laughs> we we still allow. Uh, you can text us. You can email us. We have an online portal. You can upload it. But you just made me sound like a real friggin' nerdy accountant, man. That's why they're listening to it. They're like, obviously they sell on eBay. Obviously Derek knows his stuff. Adam talks numbers sometimes, and we snooze a little bit. But I want him to know that this is the real deal. Anyone can go on and get a pod card. It's no no uh, problem to go to the World Wide Web and sign you up to be a, a podcast and put your expert on anything. But for those two minutes right there, it it shows that you know you're worth your weight in salt, as the kids would say back in the uh, you know olden days. My salt's getting a much higher weight. I just hope that I didn't. Accounting's really nerdy, and I love it. 
And that's what we're uh, here for. Some people listening, they say, sure, the selling on eBay, we like this, whatever, whatever. We're here. No, no. We don't care what the M&M sold for. We don't care what Hulk Hogan bought from him. We don't care what's going on in the basement with Adam's T-shirts and, and uh, the jackets. And uh, the sellhound lady seems like a nice lady, but we, we're here for the numbers. We're here for the accounting. We put in a podcast for the taxes, and it's, it's March, and we need our taxes. And you just fed them. I, I, I feel like you might be a little mocking. No, I'm serious. I hope you so. know I make fun of you, and I do it often. <laughs> That's why I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you some praise. Well, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. Taxes are, like, the reality is you all have to file them, so it doesn't really. And if there wasn't experts like this, listen to another podcast earlier today, and the point was made, it doesn't matter which one it was, somebody at some point figured out calculus, and other people understood it. You know, the rest of us have been trained of this is how it works. Yes. This is the procedure. Here's the formulas. Somebody just figured that out and understands it. There's people that just just, just get it. Just get it. That's how you are with taxes, man. The rest of us see, you know, spreadsheets. We see columns. We see numbers. We see, I don't know, 10W4 from 10W10. See easy, uh, 1520. It feels like I'm on my trucker radio trying to go, you know, you know, see if there's any uh, pigs up ahead or anything like that. You know, Charlie, come on back. You hear any smokies down the road? Get on. This is the Cottonmouth King kid over. You know, I'm, I'm a convoy. But, convoy. But these numbers, they, they mean things. I, and you can figure it and you plug and play and you make it work. I guess I forget because I do it all day. I did have like three people say that in the last two days saying, man, I'm glad you do this because I don't get it. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean you don't get it? It's it, It's... I, I at, at, I'm just looking right now, like gifts to charity, miscellaneous. Well, a lot of my things are miscellaneous, but Adam can say, no, that's a gift to charity. No, that's a, a I don't know, whatever you Were well, you selling there. any cows this year? I, I, I ate a lot of cows. I didn't sell many. I, I had some cow sales this year. We had some puppy sales. Um, yeah, this young man, this kid was killing it. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, uh, there's forms and there's documentation, and you fill in the numbers. You put the X's in the right spots. Uh, I give you a hard time, 360 days out of the year, but right now you're getting some praise for it, my friend. So I will have to share thank this. You. This is a young man who's killing it. Like I said, it's not you don't have to just sell on eBay or Amazon or whatever. Just go get stuff and sell it. This young man finds stuff on KSL's local Craigslist classified. Kid's 20 years old. Okay, he sold seventy-one thousand dollars worth of stuff. There you go. You just find the market, you know what things are worth, you see it undervalued, and you turn around and sell it for a little more. You know, and, and he, he wrote off a lot of things because this young man did some fun things. He drove around the country doing, a, you know, part of his job, and it can be done. It, it, it absolutely can be done if you want to take the time to learn how to figure out. But you also got to know how you do your taxes. That's the other part is you're running a business. And that's what it comes down to is a business, and uh, a lot of our audience probably knows the, the Craigslist Hunter. He's a popular person in the uh, e-commerce type world. Never heard of him. Well, thanks a lot, Adam, for reaching out and getting in touch with the e-commerce world. As a YouTube channel, he uh, does what this young man does. Don't know who he is. Okay, we won't talk about him. 
I know. I'm okay, just, we're done. I, I, we won't talk does, about it. Does he follow you on Twitter? He he was going to until this no. episode right now, and See, now he doesn't. Now exactly what's going to happen. Now he's gonna he was on our YouTube channel. He was telling everyone to subscribe until this very minute, and now he doesn't. See, no, I'm just hoping now he's going to follow me because I don't know who he is. That's a good chance. He'll be like, yeah, this guy doesn't like me. Doesn't know who I am. I'm going to follow him. That's how it goes. I, I, well, yeah, that's, that's true. I'm just trying to turn the tables here. That's what. <laughs> What's his name again? The Craigslist Hunter. Never heard of him. What he does is basically the same thing, but he goes on Craigslist, and he, he sources on that way, and he sells it on eBay. So, there's, like they say, there's plenty of ways to skin a cat. Or, or uh, slaughter a fat pig. Get the old fat hog. Okay. I didn't know this was even a thing, and now it's like, oh, everyone's saying it. Okay, we're bringing in the barnyard now. I, I mean, it is, it absolutely is a therapy session for me all day, every day, and i got to bring something up. I, I got to bring it up because it was one of the greatest analogies that I've ever heard. I was blown away. In fact, you know what I did is I pulled money out of my drawer and I says, "I need to pay you for what you just told me." Well, I, I don't want to hear it. So, apparently, we kind of hinted at this other. There's a lot of different family dynamics, a lot of different situations. Okay, and she basically said it like this. Your life is like a farmhouse. Your farmhouse are people that live inside with you, your wife and your children, okay? Other people that come into your farmhouse can be different variations. For instance, a lot of people in their farmhouse have dogs and cats that are allowed into their house, that are there welcomed on a daily, regular basis. That would be considered your, your close friends, maybe your, your brothers and sisters, depending on how that relationship is with them. The next layer would be like your horses. They're still on your farm. They're on your acres, but they're a little further away. You don't keep them right next to the house. you got to go out there and see them every once make sure they're, they're fed and taken care of. That would be kind of like that second level, maybe, you know, some part of your family that you don't see on a regular basis, but you still provide information to them. And then there's the pigs. Where do you keep the pigs on the farm, Derek? Do you keep them right next to your house? Away in a trough, far, far away. Away in a trough far, far away. But here's the thing. They're still on your farmland. You know what you can't do to the pigs? You can't neglect the pigs. You can't forget to feed the pigs. Because then, these pigs will come running right through the farmhouse looking for food. They're going to ruin up the farmhouse. So you've got to be able to say, listen, here's our farmhouse. Here's the pigs. Whichever relationship that may be in your family or friend circle you can't neglect them. You still got to be a part of their life so that they don't come running in and ruin and muddy up your farmhouse. Boom. That's very true. I don't deal with pigs. I don't have pigs on my farm. I'm more an alfalfa man. You, you are a uh, farmer, Farmer Joe. I actually uh, I have extra anchorage where I source out some of my farming and let other people deal with it. And every now and again, I do take a lap around the farm and go check up and see how the other people are doing with different um, equine, equestrian. Uh, it's not the proper fancy word to say for the, the rest of the animals on the farm. You have your own equestrian. So not only do you do Arn Anderson's taxes, you do the McDonald's as well. Ronald is a client. Old McDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. Hey, let me say it like this, too. On your online and eBay uh, businesses, that's your farmhouse as well, right? You got your bread and butter art, the items that sell. Ooh. You got your things that you know about. 
But if you neglect the things on the fringe, your bolos, your hot topics, your things that are just coming up and going, they're going to run right past you, and you're going to say, why didn't, I, why didn't I do that? Why did fourth quarter suck? Why am I coming to Adam and giving him this sheepishly and saying, oh, these taxes, oh, they're, oh, I, I don't even want to show you what I made this year because I slacked. So you got to keep up on it. I, I like those analogies. I like the slaughtering the fat hog thing that came up with Painter. Um, Trevor Hooper was saying it last week when he got his taxes done here. I think it's just country country sense. Is that what we're going to call it? He did uh, bring that up. I guess that's the new phrase. Man, I, I don't know. I, say, I, I love meeting with people. People are intriguing to me. And I have such a unique relationship with so many people because... I, you know, I very briefly meet with them once a year, but I have an intermingling. They'll call me every once in a while throughout the year if there's some pretty big decisions going on in their lives. Well, we're getting halfway through. I know we, we kind of went long in that first half. Uh, we, we waited late to get into the show, so <laughs> I think maybe we need to regroup. Refocus. Uh, refocus. I need to tell. I got stories coming up. I really do. Tax time. I've hoped you add up your expenses, your income, because... It's getting closer. I found a good place to source, new sourcing. Adam, it's my, I just come in here and I feel good about myself. I'm sorry if I have a, a good time at your expense sometimes, but the listeners, man, they love it, man. They love what we're doing. We're getting good feedback, like I said last week. My dad just thinks that uh, Suzanne should have her own show and we should just go away. He loved her that much, so. Hey. Nobody else asked her about the Gene Simmons questions. I mean, that's that's the thing. I I talked about it briefly. I think she legitimately had a good time. Those were not fake laughs. You go back and you listen to other. Um, she's done other interviews. We weren't the first exclusive, but we got the the heads up on the South by Southwest. We were the best. We got the Gene Simmons stuff in there. We phenomenal. You threw her out for like you know what's what's some home runs and stuff. Just out of the blue questions that you don't get asked a million times. No. It, Got a nice email afterward, and uh, thanking us for, for having her on. And uh, the pleasure was all ours. That's Thank right. you. Anything we can ever do for Cellhound or, or Suzanne, just let us know. Well, I think we might have to go hit up that DI over by her. I got so I was going to leave this till the end of the show. I got an idea, Adam. Now that we passed our birthday, we still didn't do a poll, but we're not there yet on names. I don't think I'm just not feeling it. I know we said a year, but but we're still growing. So I want to do. We did the baseball day with the Owls. Uh, had, had a friend, a listener, Ben CB, wants to go sourcing with me sometime. Brian, he's a golden ticket winner, yeah. wants to go sourcing. And he gets his golden ticket day. I'm not trying to take anyone out of their golden tickets or anything. Uh, if you still want a, a sticker, we still got a few golden tickets out there, so still DM me, whatever. I'll still take care of you, even though we're, we're kind of done with the promotion for now. I think a Friday night or a Saturday morning, we should get together with a bunch of listeners, if Bill wants to come, whoever, and we just go sourcing. We just go on a, a death piles and taxes sourcing day. We go hit a couple thrift stores uh, in the area. Maybe we go a little further north, a little farther south, wherever wherever we decide to go. We go and have a lunch afterwards, and we kind of break bread and talk. Because um, I'll go out with people, like not trying to push off Ben and say, "Yo, you can come on this. You can't go with me." But I got a big death pile that I'm working on, so that's why I told him I'm not looking to buy a whole lot right now. But he wants to see how it works, the flow, what we do. Excellent idea. Love it. It's amazing. How about we do this? Okay. Okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come see what a death pile looks like. We're going to teach you how to take some pictures, and we're going to teach you how to <laughs> I think they're more interested in the treasure hunt than the treasure work. 
once. I just. I, mean, I love your idea a lot more. That helps me out a lot, a lot more. I mean, they gotta understand, like guys. See, this is where the the money in making. I think the part is a lot of people think there's nothing in this store. How do you find it? And uh, just a quick going through, and you know, people like Bill, people that are experienced. Yeah. See, maybe what I'm saying, your death pile is probably too large. I, I think what we could do is <laughs> can everybody come here to the office. We start off if you can make it through listing five items, we take you out. Like, I, I, yeah. I've got a little stack here that I'm trying to, you know, organize, and maybe come here. Guys, this is how we need to organize. Man, I like here where you're going. What you do is you take Adam's credit card, you give him a sell hound for uh, 50 items. They just got to take 50 pictures, basically, man. That file's dead. We got to do that. Let's do that. But here's the thing, like, I mean, there's that one good spot in... in That one good spot where there's, like... That's the place. There's three of them there. Um, You know, because I don't think you want to, like... Can you imagine this, like, eight of us just rolling up? Well, I, I like it. I, I think it'd be good for people to see what different people, because, uh, let's say, a friend like Painter comes, he looks at different areas than where, I, you know, Bill looks. And, I, uh, I can see that. And I, I kind of like the, yeah, the bigger area. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not going to happen this month. We've got a lot on the plate, but no, something, no. Uh, something down the road, I think that's something to look into and keep. I, I know we got listeners all over, but we got a lot in this area. If we just say, hey... June, July, whatever, this weekend. We're talking May, man. Come meet us. Okay, May. <laughs> June, July. I'm kind of itching to go source. August. I haven't been for a while. <laughs> I already uh, saw a yard sale this year. I was driving home from work, you know, uh, last Friday, I think it was. Is it up here? Do they have the fire put out? No, this is another one. Yeah, there's one right down the road. So it's, it's already out there. I know some people source year-round. They have yard sales year-round in, like, you know, California, Florida, the warmer climate states. Here it's just getting to where uh, the spring's hitting and people are getting that spring fever. But People on the internet are saying you're a scumbag. And as we all know, we can believe the internet no matter what. I, I don't want to get into it, but we're going to get into part of it. Apparently, if you're selling items that um, eBay doesn't like and you're gouging people, they will take it and suspend your account. There's all sorts of weird stuff going on right now, and you can't really get into it because it's a he said, she said. It's kind of like when people get suspended for, you know, saying that something's a name brand and it's not, and eBay says, you never know what the truth is, right? So is it because they were gouging, or is it because they were saying it kills the coronavirus, or was it because they were saying it was Purell and it was uh, not? I mean, who knows? Or they said it was free shipping, and they told them $50 to ship. You know, there's who knows, but... Um, again, it's their sandbox. We're just playing in it. So if you don't like it, get out. And that's the thing. Is, hey, there's there's uh, plenty of people that sell on. You know, like you're saying the the Craigslist of the world, the, the Facebook marketplaces. Place. There's other opportunities out there. There's uh, your Macaris. If you go on Sellhound and look at the fetch, there's like a hundred companies to sell on. So yeah, you you want to get into other areas. Uh, Fetch is probably your way to go. But if you're looking for marketplace, market share, eBay is definitely one of the big dogs. Um, also, Amazon's having some things where they're coming out and saying, you can, you can't, but they can themselves do different. It's, yeah, who knows? It's, yeah. One thing I found extremely interesting, and I, and I of course she is, she's, she's brilliant. She got the whole thing. Suzanne talked about why right now they only do clothing and she said it's because 50% of the items that are resold are clothing. So, of course, they're going to go after that. That's the big boy. That's the biggest market. Yeah, you want to be able to make the most, uh, the biggest splash when you jump in the pool. But as I've thought about this, and your boy, Mr. Follower, Gary V, is really hitting these cards hard, I think 
if they could do that, just like you're saying, if they could figure out how to do that with cards. Oh, man. My business alone would she retire. I, I think that, you know, he is one of your followers. Maybe you just need to tweet him out and say, Gary, this is what I'm working on. What do you think? So you, you tagged me a bunch of stuff. I was looking at some of Gary's stuff over the weekend. And he's looking, he wants it to be a marketplace on Twitter, was saying his next thing. I don't know if I like that idea or not. It just seems jumbled up to me. I mean, you can put your stuff for sale. I think he does need to go something like a cell hound where you can just bulk list and and put it on the platforms. I mean, no, I don't know. I I tagged him in a few things. I don't know if they got in touch. Who knows? Well, it's because you weren't selling the right wrestling card. That's when he goes after you. I tell you what, not but 15 minutes earlier. There was a so yeah, that's right. Your rock card, you were telling me. About. Well, no, this was, well that too. So Mike Painter created a monster. I've created a monster who I'm competing with in the local area, but in a good way. So uh, Mike Painter's brother Clinton, who I think had his taxes done by you. Not yet. I don't know where where if he fell off the face, but he he gave me a phone call. Oh, anyway, he had his birthday party. He turned fifty. Oh yeah. So me and the missus uh, gussied up and went down to the birthday party. And while we were there, we were talking to, to Mike about, you know, eBay selling, all this kind of stuff, what we talk about with anybody. Yeah. And uh, we we're talking about this this Kurt Henning uh, card, which I'm not going to get all out in the weeds for everyone. But uh, not but later that night, Adam has this picture of Gary B with the same card that we had just been talking about. Uh, Mike had an opportunity to buy it. Some guy came in, swooped underneath him, got it. Now we think we found where the guy's selling it on Macari. I've been in negotiations to buy the card from the guy. Mike's upset because the guy's bought it and he's reselling gouging them over on Macari. It's a whole deal. It's a whole deal. But with this set of uh, this 1982 All-Star Wrestling cards, uh, there's an Andre the Giant and a Hulk Hogan card, which there's none graded 10 in the PSA system. So that tells me, and those are kind of considered a rookie card, even though... There's other ones that are. If you could find one of those that were graded a 10, that are so rare, you basically... You buy your own price. You have no mortgage anymore. <laughs> That's true. That's what it is. So if you're out there and your kids were into wrestling in the uh, early 80s, late 70s, uh, see if they had any of these cards. And if they did, uh, at D-Roy Everett on the Twitter and uh, uh, Death Piles and Taxes Facebook group. And if it's your dying mother on her deathbed, Derek will give you a real good deal. I'll give you a real good deal. We'll be fair. And if it comes back grade 10, uh, you won't have a house payment anymore, and maybe I won't either. Um, It's funny. As we we get into that, there's so many different opportunities right now to get into things that are um, basically uh, budding, that are are new, um, that are getting out there. You can sell literally anything. Like, that's the reality of whatever thing that you're into. If you're into music, if you're into, uh, I don't know, weird old medical stuff, if you're into dentistry, if you're into baseball cards, if you're into, what did Suzanne, she called it like... Chotskis. Chotskis. If you're into the old uh, trash cans that were... You know, that looked really old. That are so like hundreds, hundreds of, of dollars for a box full of beer cans from the 1900s, the 1800s, certain things, yeah. It's really one of those adventure things. Like you said, it is finding the buried treasure. Um, I'm still shocked. Like today, I had, let me say, when, when shipping becomes a, a, a nuisance, that's what it was this morning. My wife said, hey, we got to strip off two things. I'm like, oh, come on. 
Really? Uh, if two things are a nuisance to you, man, you gotta get with it. I, I, so I have to go in and try, because we, I'm still needing some help getting the new room ready, because I've got them in the bins, and... Not, but a couple episodes ago, you were telling me about this smooth running machine you have over here that's uh, been set up. And My death pile's bigger than I thought it was. Okay. Um, happens to the best of us. But I went in and got these things. It's, I mean, it was like a pair of pants and a shirt that my wife found for a buck. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just amazed. Like, you know, you, you're not going to become rich overnight. It's that, uh, that slow dime. Versus yeah. your quick nickel. I mean, people will sell, and it just it just sells. It's crazy. Well, and that's the thing. You got the World Wide Web. I know we talk about this a lot. I don't think it's utilized as much. Um, I was talking to Wadi up in Seattle. Right now, I mean, the Corona thing. There's panic everywhere, but there's there's cases up in Seattle. They, I mean, Costco's are scoured. You can't find there's there's signs about hand sanitizer in the dollar store. You can't find them anywhere, right? But you can find them on eBay. You can find them in the Midwest. You can find them. So there's opportunities. I know people say scumbag gougers. Listen, if it wasn't for the scumbag gougers, there would just not be any available. So you should be grateful that some people are willing to go and do this. And for a premium, they will send it to you or you would have nothing. A big nothing burger. It's the law of supply and demand. You know, Jimmy Cheapy Pants knows more about economic than I ever did because he got... The, the A in the class, and I got the D minus and didn't pass. Well, let's just say the store down the road, doesn't have to be whatever, has this item. Hey, it's not a big deal here, whether that's hand sanitizer or a, a two-by-four signed by Hacksaw Jim Duggan, right? Doesn't really matter. It's just they got it. They got it plenty on the shelf. No one cares. But in New York, they can't find this thing, or in Seattle, or wherever. Well, or in Beijing, or in, you know, anywhere across the world, London. Well, guess what? You put it on eBay, all of a sudden, your store across the street isn't just looking for local people to come and buy it in the, you know, 10,000 people market and maybe 1,000 people come through your store a day. You have opportunities sent to millions of people around the world, and all of a sudden, hey, I need that 2 by 4 or what, you know, whatever that is. I need that McDonald's, Matt. And ka-ching, and you mail it off to them. So, you know, it's one of those things, supply and demand, but yeah, I... I grew up, uh, we've talked about Tanazia, I'm a wrestling fan. Not many around here. Just isn't popular around here. But with that knowledge, I've been able to turn it into this card business uh, with my eBay business and merchandising and all this other stuff that comes with it. I've been able to make thousands of dollars off of this knowledge that if I had a store here, no one would come and visit. No one would come and visit. So. Um, same thing. It, it, it's just weird. Like, you sent us that message about those... Uh, Jalapeno M&M's that sold for 80 bucks. Yeah, so uh, we talked about M&M's a long time ago, and uh, this one wasn't as popular as the, the previous one. I kind of was feeling a little bad because they just didn't take off like the previous. Every year, it's almost like the chips, Lace Chips has these special flavors come out. M&M's will do special uh, votive flavor, right? So we had the jalapeno, the uh, honey, no, it was the brittle, and the coconut. And so I said, stock up, people are going to buy them. And the year before, they went like crazy. This year, it's been a little slow burn. Uh, but the other day, I sent out uh, three bags of M&Ms. I was selling them for $29 a bag, I believe. I don't remember if there was shipping or not involved. Anyways, when everything was said and done, it was about $80 for three bags of uh, M&Ms. What's some guy down in San Antonio? So it's supply and demand. If you have it, you know, um, it's just... One of those things, you have to kind of learn the trade as you go. You learn what sells. Uh, from a couple of years ago, 
My mouth is getting parched and dry, Adam. I don't have me to do 30. You need some water? I think I do. You get you some beverage? Sorry about that. Sorry, I'm trying to... Somebody wants to listen to the podcast right now, so I'm trying to help them out. Let's bring them in here, put them on the couch, and we'll go live. We'll go live. They were just here. There was the folks that were just here. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's just what you have um, versus what's available, supply and demand, but uh, everyone's always surprised about what sells. Um, I was going through the dollar store today because I'm going around and I'm, I'm looking for items. I'm looking for that hand sanitizer, that kind of stuff that we've talked about. And I found some stuff available, some things overlooked. Well, I just started scanning. So I just started scanning items in the dollar store. Just have a random thought. Oh, that kind of looks interesting. I was surprised at how many things are there being sold on eBay right now for about the 5 to $10 range. Yeah, that's what they talk about is there are items that you can sell for more. So, well, that's, that's the pod show, right? You ought to start a podcast about that. I thought I was in the middle of one. Turns out I was not. I'm not sure what I'm talking about here. Wrestling cards and, and taxes, I think. <laughs> but, um, so if you're in an area, you're struggling to find things, you don't know what's selling, you don't, you know, you're just not feeling it, you don't want to go to the Walmart and try the retail arbitrage that way. You went around your house, you scanned a few things, you're not really into clothing. I'd say go to your local dollar store and just start scanning, man, see what it goes for. Uh, make sure that you're looking for solds and results, not just listings. But I was surprised at the items that were coming up there, and I can see myself in the future going over to the dollar store. And if you can turn a $1 bill into a $5 bill, I mean, if I could do that in Vegas, I'd never leave the table, right? That's true, and I, people don't look at it like that, you know. That's a five-time return. I mean, that's easy money, and... Especially if you're willing to kind of slow dime it. So when we talk about that, um, there's some people that will sell clothing items more often than other things. Or they'll go retail arbitrage and they'll find something that they can, you know, make a, a quick profit off of. So you buy it for 20 you probably sell it for 25 uh, In order to sustain a business, you're going to have to sell that item multiple times. And you're going to have to have some sort of a, a supplier or a way to get that item over and over and over because that five dollars, five dollars got to add up. You gotta find it. Versus if you're, you know, doing the slow dime, you're gonna go find something. Maybe you buy it for a dollar. Maybe you buy it for ten dollars. But you're looking to sell it for, you know, fifty, a hundred dollars, a lot more. But that item might wait for a while. So I know with a lot of my things that I'm putting for sale, like the the M and M's, I'm waiting for that person in San Antonio that's all out of M and M's. He can't find the jalapeno M and M anymore. And he's willing to pay $30 a bag. And he's going to buy three bags. And I'm just going to sit there and wait till he comes in. He's going to make me a dollar or an offer for $80 and think that he's getting a good deal. And he's happy with it. I'm going to sell him and, and be happy with it. And that's, uh, that's what we're going to do. So that's kind of my business model, my framework, so to speak. So anyways, that's my tip of the day is go to your local dollar store, see what you can conjure up. And also, a lot of cleaning supplies. I know a lot of people like to wash their stuff when it comes back or spray it down or, or Febreze it. Dollar store. That way you're not spending the big bucks for the name brands, but you're getting the same effects. So, hot tip. You're full of hot tips. I wish I was. Hey, you're doing something right, so. Um, get into another reseller item. How about that? I like it. What do you got? Well... I've been seeing some things. Been looking at a couple different um, potential items, and 
I think you told it to me earlier. We're getting towards that end of the season. They've kind of already put some of it away. But those end-of-season, like, items, like the, what do you call it, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day stuff, um, the winter clothing, you get it on, like, it's like 70 80% off. And I know you talked about that before, about buying it when it's going out. That's, yeah, if you got the storage space to do it. I mean, a lot of people, it de- I mean, everything depends, right, on, on what you're willing to do, fast nickel, slow dime, like Ooh, we just talked about. Got it right. Got it right, finally. I talked about it for 20 minutes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it right once in the 20. And um, kind of coats are bulky, jackets are bulky. They take up space. But if you have the space to do it, remember, it's, it's uh, not winter here, but in, like, the southern atmosphere, we swap. So, Australia, it's going to be winter. I thought the world was flat. It is, but for this podcast purposes, <laughs> depends who you talk to, right? We Magellan, we Columbus, or uh, we modern-day flat earthers, whatever you want to believe if you're reselling it. If we swap on the hemisphere or on the, uh, the coin terms, I don't know how the flat earth works for winter. Um, but, yeah, those kind of things. You can get for great deals right now on clearance. Uh, if you go to... Your uh, Burlington type places, your your TJ Maxx's, if you want the new with tag kind of guys. If not, you go over to your local thrift stores, and they're trying to clear racks. So it's a good time to bulk up. I mean, look at your brands. Go do a fetch search. Right? We talked about the Terapeak, which is yeah. being integrated with with eBay. It was part of the uh, s- Spring Seller Update, I believe is what they call it. That we're supposed to talk about that we haven't got to yet, but we will eventually. Uh, nothing major, or else we've been yelling about it. Um, but you can tear a peek, you can look at eBay sold, or you can do a fetch. I like the fetch. I've been trying that out. I like it a lot. And what the fetch is, the difference is, because I know somebody's going to ask, uh, the fetch gives you like five bajillion million different places and what it sells for there. So it will have your eBay, your Amazon, your Macari, your Depop, places that you didn't even know existed. So you can get a lot uh, vaster price. So you can see it's spread across multiple selling platforms, what it's selling for, of course, eBay and, and Terapeak are only going to show you what's going on eBay, yeah. which isn't bad. I use that a lot, too. But um, give the fetch a try with Cellhound, which we're now shilling like none other because we had a great time last week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, getting in those those out-of-season items, um, it's always something to look for. The other part is, is i got to share a funny story. I've been waiting for a funny story, so please share it. Uh, I don't know over there behind you that you can see our poster from uh, our Extreme Modus. We okay. have a pretty um, high-level um, type investor conference that we went to, and we applied to be able to pitch in front of this area. There was hundreds of that applied, and we didn't make the top nine, but we made like the top twenty. So we were able to put like a poster and stuff, anyways. There, but we had a pretty um, interesting conversation with this guy who. Uh, as an investor at Angel MD, no, Investment MD, I think, Angel MD. Essentially, it's a group of doctors. They have all these different medical products and all these things. So first thing I think is, you know what, I probably need to dress up a little bit, but I still didn't because I'm not a dress-up kind of guy. Well, you still dress you, you have your slacks and your collared shirt, though. I did. I wore some slacks. I did. Well, not even slacks. I wore some, my khakis. Okay. I wore some khakis. It was good enough for Larry Miller. It was good enough for Profit. And a red shirt, you know. But I didn't wear the, you know, the sports coat with with the white shirt and on top. I just, it's just not me, you know. But even though I, I tried, 
And luckily, uh, my, my business partner, he showed up in kind of the same thing, so it wasn't like we felt like we were out of place. But we're there, and like, so this is a high-level, like, investment-type conference. Like, you go in there, and these people, like, the guys before got $5.2 million. Well, I wasn't good. That was the guys you should have been with. No, they were one of the contestants, and that's what they were able to get out of the competition. And I'm like, wait a second, you got picked again? Oh, yeah, yeah, we got picked again. I'm like, how in the world is this not going anywhere? If you got $5.2 million the first year, like, give a guy a chance. Yeah, give a dog a little bone. It's all two years in a row, but right, so there's this gentleman that shows up that may have been legitimately um, your doppelganger minus 100 pounds. So you're saying he was a pretty slim guy. He was a slim fellow. Beard was probably just as long. And uh, like, this is a stuffy tie event, okay? Homeboy, great guy. I got to talk to him because we got along because, you know. Yeah, he's your, your kind of people. He showed up in a, in a hoodie sweatshirt with the sleeves pulled up and man liked him some art. Okay. And he had it quite all over his body, which is more power to him. But he, needless to say, he went into the investment pitch and did not go well. What was he? What was he selling? He had some app that helps doctors do something or other, and I didn't get it. Okay, apparently the doctors didn't either, from what you're saying. No, they did not. No, nobody did. But he came out, and man, he was like sweating bullets and thinking, "Man, I really needed this money." And he might have used a couple of expletives, but he gave us some great advice, like some phenomenal advice. Well, let's hear it. Was it about farm animals? It was not about fine metals. He just kind of told us what it was and not trying to come up with low energy or talk about things that were not important. So we literally rolled up. We pushed the wheelchair in. Ryan went right into the pitch. I sat down like very informal because we were the last guy. We were the last group. He had like 20 all day long. They were ready to go. Oh, he was done. And, and we rolled in and did that exact thing saying, listen, man, we know you're done. We're going to make this Short and sweet. We gave it to him. We hit him. Like, Ryan was really good. I get nervous in situations. I know that my, you know, I just, I kind of like freeze up. And it takes me a minute. And Ryan's like, dude, it doesn't matter. Like, he doesn't really care. Who cares if he says yes or no? So as we went in, we were very chill, very to the point. And again, that LinkedIn knowledge that I, I talk about, it, it did me some real good. So you left with $20 million. Uh, not quite yet. <laughs> so I went in and kind of gave him our spiel, and we're, again, we're like the anomaly. Nobody knows what to do with us because we're not a medical product. We're not this. You're not fish, but you're not foul. Exactly. We're fuel. You're just in the middle somewhere. We're in the middle, and he, anyways, he gave us some really good feedback, and, you know, I don't know. It's, I'm still trying to get that right, um, you know, that right vein, and... And that's kind of what this podcast, it, it's not just about selling on eBay or doing that. It's about learning to do other things that you're not comfortable with. Getting outside of your comfort zone. I mean, a year ago, I, yeah, sure, what you do? I wanted to do a podcast, but we never did. Now we are, like, literally, we're worldwide. We're bad. We're, we're na- nation and worldwide. Worldwide. People listen to us. Uh, great. We do a podcast. Everybody, oh, that's so cool. I wanted. To, I want to start one. Well, yeah, you're going to want to until the day you die, until you just do it. So we did that, completely didn't know how. Um, 
running this other business? Some might argue that we still don't know how. It could be argued. Yeah, why don't they bring it up on their own freaking podcast? Yeah, get it on your own podcast. Good point. Bad and stuff. Good point. <laughs> um, but same thing, like, didn't know how to really run a website or do anything, and I've been learning how to do that. And I don't know, I just feel really good because I'm trying to do things and I'm failing in good ways. Well, that's good to hear, Adam. I'm glad that you're happy. I'm glad that you're getting out there with your other stuff. It's going for you. Can I get derailed? I feel like I haven't derailed for a long time. You didn't, because Suzanne kept us railed last time. I need to. I need to just stretch my uh, derailment a little bit. I got a million dollar idea that will never happen. I already told you about my million dollar. Idea. Free for the taking. Okay, you give me your million dollar idea. February, we had an extra day. We call it leap year. My idea is that we move that from leap year on the February 29th, and we have what's called leap year Christmas. Leap year Christmas. Leap year Christmas. Now, what you do on leap year Christmas is you only celebrate Christmas once every four years in the traditional way. If you have your religious affiliations, whatever that may be, you celebrate them religiously that way three years. No presents, no gifts, nothing. You celebrate it religiously. If you want to have Leap Year Hanukkah, that's fine too. Leap Year Christmas, you get the whole week off work, and you just go out like you're a who in Whoville. You go big. It goes huge. But only once every four years. You get gifts for everyone. you saved up. You have the fat hog. You go National Lampoon. You go Clark Griswold on it. And you just go just massive. Once every four years, leap year Christmas. So that way, when it comes around, we're not these entitled little crying people that I need this for Christmas, I want this for Christmas, and it kind of goes to where you have a sour spot in your heart about everyone's just commercial, the gifts don't mean anything, everyone's pressured, everyone's rushed. You don't do any of that for three years. You go to your church services, or you reflect on whatever it is you believe in on that time of the year, but it's basically just another day. Leap Year Christmas comes around, you shut her down, and everyone in town, it's just the Christmas spirit, that's what you do for a year. Every four years, I mean for a week. The big fatted goose comes out with Ebenezer Scrooge, Tiny Tim shouting Merry Christmas to everybody, and you just you spend money like you make it, and everyone gets great gifts. Leap Year Christmas, tell me that's not the best idea that you have heard, uh, at least today. I'm processing because I, I can definitely see the uh, allure of how that would be. Because what happens on leap year February day? Nothing. It's during tax season. We get to say, <laughs> he's only four years old, but he's really he's really uh, 24 or whatever it is. That's some quick math. I don't even know if that's right. 16. I don't know how it works. Four times four. Just say he's four and he's ten and then he's turning forty. Oh, you're celebrating your, your one two year yeah, Mary anniversary. There's nothing really with it. It's just an extra day that we put in there to make sense with a calendar and equations and if you if you put a holiday behind it, it means something. So it makes the beneficial of the leap day because we just stick it somewhere. There's no reason it has to be there. They just stuck it on the shortest month. If you put that on December and then you just put an extra day, so there'd be a 32nd of December some years, or, or whatever. Leap year Christmas, I'm telling you, that would change things, except for it'd have to be everyone was all in, and you just go Whoville on it. You just, uh, everyone, everyone's got to participate. That's the problem. So, 
I'm telling you, eBay sales would be nuts that month. Everything would go crazy. It's a, it's a good idea, Adam. That's my derailment. I like it. I definitely like it. And I think I, I hit a nerve with somebody. Well, that's nothing new. Uh, it's true. It's true. Uh, you know, friends, that are, my Canadian friends, that they've already been listening to the podcast since they left here. And he happened to hit the right one, and we were talking about vintage music stuff, and he's already, like, he's texting me saying, dude, I want, I got vintage, vintage music stuff, I got to sell it. There you go. He's ready. And, and like I said, the first time I hit that cha-ching, cha-ching. Um, Wait till he gets to this one, Google's Arn Anderson, and he's after me. That's right, Arn Anderson. <laughs> and you're, uh, I, I just, I think it's that kind of thing. Like, it literally, it took, you know, half an hour, and it's like, man, you know what, you're right. There's dollar bills sitting there and it's not just making money like that's the thing it's not about making money it's about enjoying what you do and making money doing it does that make sense makes sense man like i said you're the one that that has really got me into that and that's so really the purpose of this podcast is you don't have to do what you hate there's plenty of opportunities to do what you like and to make money everyone's an expert on something just figure out what that is and make money with it well, to that point, you know, there's two things that life are certain, buddy. Hey, right now you're in the middle of one of them. That would be taxes. And we're going backwards because it's leap year Christmas. Death piles! Leap <laughs> year Christmas. Jeez. <laughs>